bananas. Welcome in. It is another episode of Banana Land. I'm here with my uh, roommate, cohabitor, friend of the show, multi-time recurring guest. It's Zach Raymond, everyone. Welcome back to the show, Zach. Oh, it's good to be back, man. I'm, I'm glad you're here because uh, it's been wild out here the uh, last couple of weeks. And, you know, we've done some good pods. I've seen some good things from Ilto and... It's good to just kind of sit down, relax, and catch up on things, you know? That's that's what we need to do, man. I mean... Fucking relax. I mean, we'll talk about, you know, like... We'll talk about non-relaxing Anxiety things. and, uh, you know, how the world is falling apart, but... Yeah, well, I mean, when is it not falling apart? But, but listen, man, it's it's good to fucking hear from you. I Someone mean, that yeah. I was used to seeing, like, four times a week before COVID hit. And now and I've seen, what, two or three times in seven months to a grinding halt my friend it is not not the uh reality that i hope for um no, well, we, we gotta we gotta fucking fix this i man. really gotta get back over there and start um playing fifa being face down biting your pillow whatever it takes listen man that's that's the dream it's you know it's a dream i have that dream every so often <laughs> um so we kind of kicked the can around on this a couple of weeks ago when we did our episode about um, like the radio, the Raymond trio of episodes that mm-hmm. that came out. Um, that was more than a couple of weeks ago now, actually, but it was uh, mid-pandemic while we were still in the midst of the pandemic. I love that narrative that like, oh no, the pandemic is over. It's like, no, 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 we're still we're still doing that. I think, yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, it's, so, like, I, I feel like people said post-COVID um, pretty early when it was really post-quarantine, like, the, yeah. the stay-at-home order was lifted, and everyone was like, well, COVID's done. Yeah, COVID's canceled, everyone not, can go out of their house now, Florida's yeah. open, it's it's great. <laughs> not yeah. quite the uh, reality. Not not true, even a little bit. Um, Which is kind of scary, because, like, my dad's gonna go on a vacation to Florida at the end of the month. That's it. Listen, it's it's like one of those places that like you can go because everything is fucking open, but like oh my Why God, would you what go? A nightmare. Like what I'm not a gonna nightmare. tell him I'm not gonna tell him what to do. He's a grown man, but you know, like he's been to Florida once already during uh during the pandemic. He's been to North Carolina once during the pandemic and now he's going back to Florida. And uh, you know, I just quietly wear my mask and yeah. Get they my had, get my uh, COVID tests. <laughs> I don't know the stats for today, but yesterday they had uh, over fifteen hundred new cases. So, and this is a man with sleep apnea, which is a kind of a pre-existing condition. So, if he got sick, it would certainly be a detriment to his health. He's how old? Also, how old is he? He's sixty-five. So I mean, he, I, he's not. What what part of Florida is he going to? Uh, he's going to the Tampa St. Pete region. Okay. It's the West Coast. Gulf, it's not, Gulf the, it's side, not the worst place to be. Give me a second. Hey, Maisie, can you stop having a bad dream? We're oh, trying to record a podcast. Intern Maisie making Maisie. the bed make squeaky noises. Aw. Yeah, she's uh, she's doing her little nightmare crying thing, just making noise. What do you think listen, dogs dream about? I don't. Listen, I hope that you know she has some good dreams about me. There's sometimes I see her, you know, she's sleeping, but her tail is wagging. Oh, that's great. So, like, I like to think that when she's doing that, it's about me. Do dogs dream? Is it, Has they, science? 
All right, man. Listen, let's get into it. I let feel me, like let me I feel like Joe Rogan would have done a podcast. Okay. The rabbit's part is up for debate, but scientific evidence strongly suggests that not only do dogs dream, but they likely dream about waking activities, much like humans do. Yeah, so like I'm I'm thinking that I'm probably involved um and it so dr uh deirdre barrett a teacher and a clinical evolutionary psychologist at harvard medical school so oh, not well, like not just anywhere no. told people that dogs likely dream about their owners um since dogs are generally extremely attached to their human owners it's like you likely your dog is dreaming of your face your smell and of pleasing and annoying you and then this is interesting um Unfortunately, dogs can have nightmares. If you think your dog is having a nightmare because he is snarling, growling, or crying out, restrain the impulse to wake him from it. Dogs who are woken from a scary dream may not know where they are right away and could impulsively lash out at you. So, like, don't wake the sleepwalker. This is kind of a similar thing here. That's wild. I think that's, like, probably one of those... Like, I feel like 90% of the time if you wake a sleepwalker... It's going to be chaos. Yeah. But, like, I wake her up when she's dreaming. Not all the time, but sometimes when it... Like, like right now, I just did because... Listen, this is a fucking audio medium, and I don't know what you want me to do. She's making a nice squeaky, squeaky boy noise in the background. Yeah, so I I got to do what I got to do. And, listen, did she did she move a little bit and look at me? Yes. But no lashing. She's, she's already back asleep. Love it. So, I, love I feel it. like that's probably one of... A very low chance that she's going to lash out at me. It makes me sad, though, that dogs can have bad dreams. Like, yeah, the best listen. things in the world are still having nightmares. Yeah, like, it's good to know that they are the most adorable things that exist, and yet it's not always a good time <laughs> for them. Do you think they know what a nightmare this year has been? Or do you think they're just blissfully waiting for the next door to open to head outside and take a You know, I think it's probably the best year for dogs i think so too because people are home a lot like i know yeah i know that like when me and katie got little miss intern Maisie, um it was like kind of a discussion like we're gonna have to especially in the summer you know like when i'm usually working in the restaurant business and my hours are all over the place like we're gonna have to kind of work our schedules around the dog like yeah. not, it doesn't need to be an everyday thing, but like we can't both be working twelve-hour shifts at the same time to where no one is around to feed the dog or I mean, let you, the dog out, so that I'm like leaving it on my parents. Right, hard to rely on others um, consistently for that kind of thing. Responsibility. Yeah. yeah. So like that's something we talked about, and it's something that we had have yet to actually deal with because it's hey, just that's I'm good just at least home all the time. And listen, Maisie's gotten me through this pandemic. So uh, that's I mean, I can't imagine being at home for as long as you've been at home, the durations in which that you stay at home, yeah. which is kind of part of the topic of the episode today. But uh, and we kind of touched on it already without even knowing it. But, you know, what is your what is your average week looking like right now? Like what how many days a week are you heading out of the house? So, um, well, since the pandemic, hit, I think this was I, I don't know. If it had happened um, the last time that we talked about how, you know, like there's been some people let go at the radio station. So, yeah, um, I've subsequently been moved up like so I'm still kind of I'm still working part time, but I'm just working a little more often. So I'm working probably three to four days a week um, and my schedule is really like 
a lot of my schedule is up to me right now. Um, it depends That's on awesome, the availability. Though. Like, um, and I think I said like something similar, like not to kill the fucking magic of radio, but not that there is any magic. <laughs> there's left, no magic in radio. There's, I'm on the radio right now. Like some stuff is pre-recorded, some stuff isn't. Like in um, this moment, right now, as we're recording, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm on. So you're literally in two places at once right now. Yeah. So I'm I'm talking into two different microphones. Wow. Right the so kid I'm, is building a brand. Yeah. So I'm I'm on seven and midnight tonight, but I got that work done yesterday. I'll go up tomorrow. I'll get you know a day or two done, and then we'll see when I gotta go back. Like so, like I. A week for me is kind of like it's about three, four days of work at most, and the hours are pretty, pretty low, even with only working three or four days a week. So, right. um, a lot of time at home, man. Yeah, I mean, and I know that you love being at home. Um, nothing there has ever given you anxiety, stress, or a no. reason to lose your no. mind, um, as is the case for many, many folks, I would imagine with everything that's going on. Um, but tell the nice people why you have to be home so often, whereas the rest of the area, at least where... I won't say the rest of the world, because there are conscientious parts of this world that are proactively trying to prevent coronavirus. But our local area here has started to kind of migrate through, uh, you know, precautions. Uh, yeah. And things are slowly returning back to what you would expect them to be yeah so like so i you know i have cystic fibrosis so i'm dealing with with breathing problems that you know without a pandemic i i i have those so um i don't need covid to you know be short of breath yeah you've already got you've already got something chasing chasing you down already yeah 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 so like and in in this area like the cases are fairly low, but you know we live in a uh, an area that's very um, summer oriented. Yeah, a lot of travelers. A lot of travelers. So a lot of traveling from New York. A lot of traveling from Pennsylvania, Delaware, um, plates, Massachusetts. In, yeah, there was the kite festival on LBI this weekend. There were mm-hmm. out of state plates whizzing up and down seventy two. Thankfully, they canceled Chatterfest and Beach Haven. That's yes. It's like a month long virtual kind of experience, which I think is a great idea. I'm like really happy that that's not happening because you know we were at Chatterfest last year, we and were. that would that that would just be a fucking super spreading event. If that yeah, existed. I mean, all they're um, doing is they're stuffing three or four hundred people under you know some tents in a parking in, lot in a parking lot and where... and handing them think like just passing food around to put into your facial area which is literally the exact thing you're not supposed to be doing so um so yeah so i'm glad that that's not going on but you know just i've been kind of laying low um you know i kind of watched the the covid numbers and you know like there's a day in august where the state was like reported below like 50 deaths and or not 50 deaths 50 new cases um and right now we're at a we're at a point where we're sometimes we're seeing spikes above a thousand new cases a day so it's kind of like it's really hit or miss yeah it's like it's it's one of those things where something you can forecast right now where at the beginning it was like 
okay, cool, there's like 3,000, I mean, not okay, cool, but like 3,000 new cases a day was like the peak when we were really yeah. getting into it. But you knew when you woke up that number was going to be the number, whatever it was. Yeah, you knew it was going to be around there. Like, we'll, we'll see a little bit of a spike. But the thing is, like, I I couldn't tell you what number it is, you know, where I'm going to be comfortable doing more things. I can tell you that when the number is fucking zero a day, I'll be comfortable getting back to a little bit of a uh, a normal way of living, but we're uh, we're a little ways away from that. Now, as somebody with a pre-existing condition, there's talks about vaccines. What are you? What are your thoughts there? Are you um, hopeful, or do you think this is just fluff? A lot of people think it's just because the election season's coming around. I think that's another reason why people use the term post-COVID so soon is yeah, because yeah, of yeah. you know impending um, events. So I think they're kind of just trying to mentally move past the fact that people are still getting sick uh, to, you know, the election season and then beyond. But uh, what kind of vaccination stuff are you looking at? Are you somebody who's first in line to go get this thing whenever it you comes No, I out? genuinely don't know. Like, I, so when everything first started, I thought about reaching out to my doctors at uh, UPenn. So I, uh, my CF care is done in Philadelphia. So if I wanted to go see my you know a specialist for my stuff right. i usually go about once a year um and that's because i very admittedly it's like i do have a mild form of cystic fibrosis but keep in mind that a mild form of cystic fibrosis is basically is as bad as a severe case of asthma it's not what you want no it's still not good no. but listen There's... i'm not i'm not there's people that are far worse off than me and i know that yeah but i it's also you know i've been hospitalized for the flu before um i've been hospitalized twice um and for cf patients that's usually two weeks at a time that sounds um, and wildly it's, unpleasant and it's and it, yeah so like the first time i was a sophomore in high school i th yeah sophomore and i was in uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia for two weeks, and I was quarantined. I was in a room. I could not leave that room. Um, so kind of like what you're going through now, well, to a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is, I think was, it's crazy. That was worse. Crazy. That was definitely worse. You think about like um, what people were quarantining for prior to the pandemic. Like there were very few instances of quarantine, so I just think that's yeah. really interesting. You you look back to a time in the world where COVID didn't exist, and it was like, oh well, this person's in quarantine, and people's eyes blew up, and they were like, well, what's that about? And now you talk about quarantine, like you know, you just brush it off your shoulder, continue on your day. Yeah, so I you know I dealt with that, um, and that was for I I think that was for just the regular flu. There was one time I was it was influenza. This other time it was like a para flu or some shit like that. I can't remember Ooh. which was which. But the Ooh. second time was senior year of high school. The last week, of, like the last two weeks of high school. So I ended up only being in the hospital for five days, but I had a pick line, which is if for those who don't know that that's a essentially a long term IV. Oh, God. So I had to do, I had that in my arm for two weeks, or I think I actually got it extended. I probably needed to be on the medicine a little bit longer since I broke out. But the, the only reason I broke out of the hospital was because I wanted to be present for my last day of high school. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to go to my senior prom. And those two things I was able to do, you know, able to walk at graduation, which it, it was very much up in the air. So... Um, 
I did all of those things with a pick line in. That sounds so, wildly, wildly unpleasant. Yeah, one of those things that, you know, like most of the people around me didn't. You can't tell that I had it. Right. You know, considering I, you know, prom, you're wearing a fucking tux. Like, right. you couldn't see it. But um, I I literally made it back in time for the last day of high school. Um, I missed, like, the last week and a half before that. And even then, I my mom had to drive up to the school with my meds and give me the meds through the 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 pick line so iv meds i had to do breathing treatments in the middle of the day at school but like it was just to be there you know when was uh when was the last time you did a breathing treatment um you knew i was gonna put you on the spot i know i know i know listen <laughs> I, you better hope I, your I not listening. I, she listen she knows man this the fucking thing is loud so i i have i have a nebulizer which most people know what that is so like you know it goes inhaler nebulizer the inhaler is obviously the little thing I carry around that's real easy. If my breathing's worse, I use the nebulizer. It's about a 10 to 15-minute treatment. And then I also have the vest that, um, that, thing's, supposed to, that thing's supposed to shake me up. And Sal, I, I, I know that you saw me use that in D.C. I did. About once or twice. Yeah, that was and about I, three years I can, ago. I can honestly tell you that's probably the last time that thing has been turned on. I mean, in a way, though, isn't that a positive thing that you move past something like that, like that you, that you are moving through your, I don't know what to call it. I guess through your, through your treat, through your treatment or is there treatment? Yeah. 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 So you're like, moving through that at a pace where the most extreme version of, you know, Oh fuck is kind of yeah. off so the like, table. Yeah. So like they tell me like the, you know, the long-term effects, you know, it, it, it could be, you know, a very big thing in the long term. And that's been one of those things that over we're going to get into it now because I have I have some things to say about this. This is oh why, boy. you know, I tell my mom why I don't fucking do this shit. But, <laughs> um, like it's like it's one of those things where like the long term, like, yes, I, I think about the long term effects of it. But like it's a little bit easier to blow it off, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, but that's just the way that I that my mind works with it. But, like, if someone – like, I've been using an inhaler since I was four or five. Um, I first had an asthma attack um, watching the 2000 World Series between the Yankees and the Mets. Um, like, I that's, – that's a moment that my family remembers. Like, I had to go to the emergency room. Um, but – you know, the, the long-term effect of it, it's kind of just like I'd rather just use the inhaler when I'm kind of short of breath and then get on with my day. Right. But, like, if someone told you that you had to do this shit, like a half-hour treatment where I'm supposed to do it twice a day, this vest, this thing fucking shakes me. Yeah, it, it's, it's a process. Like, that really thing. goes. And then every five minutes or every actually two and a half minutes, I'm supposed to fucking cough and spit out mucus into it like it it just doesn't sound appetizing but like it's it sounds the opposite of appetizing yeah do i have two half hour periods in the day where i could get that in i uh, do sure but you like could. It's, it's almost the it's almost the mindset of like it kind of my mind has always gone to it blows that i have to do it so while i'm healthy i don't do it because i kind of just want to feel a little bit normal so you reserve the mindset of use it when you need it yeah. That kind of a thing. Which isn't great. 
No. Because usually it's healthy twice a day, sick four times a day. And I kind of do healthy twice a day or healthy zero times a year. And if I'm sick, <laughs> if I'm sick and I'm feeling bad enough, I'll do it once a day. Just just once till you feel better. Yeah, but like I haven't I haven't needed to do it, which, you know, knock on wood that that's that stays. Well, you gotta, you know, yeah, the, the stays case, the current but, situation for sure. What is uh yeah. what is your like your man purse filled with these days as far as things that you have to carry? Because I remember when we used to go to like the amusement parks and Six Flags and get on roller mm-hmm. coasters and shit. It was a like, okay, Zach, let's empty out your pockets, sweetie. And there yeah. it was just it was just plastic fucking city in there. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big um a big, you know, advocate for free lockers at amusement parks. Oh, now, gotta have it. Also, in a COVID world, I am a big advocate for just burning down every amusement park that exists. <laughs> but in a regular world, so I have the inhaler, right, which is attached to a spacer. So not everyone uses a spacer. Most people with like asthma don't need to use it. But since you know this is a little more severe, it just helps it get to my lungs a little bit better. It breaks the stuff up. When I breathe it in, it actually goes to my lungs. Sometimes when you use an inhaler, the medicine just kind of goes and like hits the roof of your mouth and kind of just stays there and doesn't really do what it's supposed to. So that thing is huge. You've seen it. I have. It's, it looks it's massive. It's, it's an sh- inhaler with that with that like silencer got, attached to yeah, it. We got pulled over with Mike the oh one time and the God. cop was talking about what I'm fiddling around yeah, back there you, with. I literally pulled out. You, and was uh, like, got drugs in that inhaler? inhaler? It's my inhaler. But then also I have... You know, I have my food allergies, so I have yep. peanut and tree nut allergies, so I got to carry an EpiPen around with me, and I need that. Like, it's just... That's a I life need or that death wherever thing, I like, go. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's it's a nightmare. Like, listen, I it blow Like, a peanut can kill me, and the jokes are fucking... They're I'm wild. For it. They're but crazy. My whole thing is it couldn't have been one or the other. I couldn't have CF no, or the both. nut allergy. Uh, and you used to be allergic to chocolate, and then you are no longer... And, yeah. But you're just a you're just a communist who doesn't like chocolate now. I'm not a huge fan of it. Like I have protein bars that don't have nuts in it. That some of the flavors are chocolate, and I'll eat those. And it's like okay, but it's definitely not my favorite. Isn't that wild though? How like you can be deathly allergic to something, and then as time goes on, your body says, "Hmm, maybe not." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just like no, you're good. Like I, I, um was allergic to eggs until i was about five or six that's wild yeah i was allergic to strawberries when i was a kid my face used to blow up i used to get hives all over the place i think it only happened once or twice and then uh then i went away yeah like the the peanuts and tree nuts that's the only thing that'll really do that to me like sometimes i've had like i can't really eat watermelon i eat watermelon my throat gets itchy there's some there's some fresh fruit that does what's going on in there what's what's in watermelon I don't know. Melon and water, and that's it. Yeah, I I don't have an answer for you. Um, But I don't eat watermelon because it makes my throat a little... That's a real fucking shame, too, because a nice hot summer day, crispy, nice piece of fresh-ass watermelon. It's, you know, Mm. nice and refreshing. Yep, I love that. But Right out the pool, get that watermelon bite. 
right at the pool, I'd rather pound back an Narragansett anyway. So what do you mean? And they do out the they pool. do. You got to carry the they, Gansett in the pool with you. And they do have a watermelon shandy, which if you've had it, you I, know it is garbage. Terrible, absolutely. It's so bad. I was hoping that that's the direction you were going. With yeah, it's so bad. It's not it's very so good. It doesn't taste anything like watermelon. It tastes like no. sweetened cardboard box. And yeah. let me tell you, that ain't it. But the thing is, I do like art, artificial watermelon flavored candy, like uh, oh, Sour Patch Kid watermelons. That. Oh my god! Inject like I like sugary sweets, like oh we should like that over chocolate, you know? Yeah, and that's something that I feel like is wild is your ability to eat just the sugariest bullshit food and have very minimal health effect from it in that regard. It's another CF thing, kind of like, so they, like when the doctors tell me to do my treatments, I'm like, I had no thanks. But when they tell me your body kind of works differently, you break down fats differently, eat whatever you want. I listen to that. Well, so, it's easy to listen to. Yeah. In high school, they told me like, Hey, we need you. Like you say, you don't eat breakfast. We need you getting three meals a day just to get the nutrients in. Right. But there's nutrients in even things that are bad. Like, so with CF patients generally use a have a high fat high sodium diet. That sounds like a great diet. Sounds delicious, doesn't it? it? Sounds they like told a me, very scrumptious diet. They told me like what's a way we could get to eat breakfast. Oh lord. Like I'm like I'm just I I just don't like doing it. They're like, "Well, what if we told you to make like a little personal frozen pizza for breakfast?" <laughs> you you tell that to a high schooler. And they they you tell a high schooler to eat a frozen pizza for breakfast and it'll it'll make them healthier. Sign them the fuck up, baby. I am right there. I, I swear to God, you know the little fucking square Totino's pizzas. I, I was did. eating a, one of those every morning. Fucking slam like, back Elio's on the bus. <laughs> yes. So so like, yeah, my body breaks down shit a little bit differently. And listen, in college, it started to catch up with me a little bit, but a little definitely bit. definitely not the way that. It should have. You were still a pretty good looking guy, you know. That's why I oh, kept man, you close. I, I appreciate that. Man. <sighs> Unbelievable. Does Katie does Katie listen to this podcast? Um probably not, right? I, she's listened to some of the episodes that I've been on, but she's I don't believe she's an avid listener, unfortunately. She's so she's actually really into murder podcasts. So oh, her her favorite shit. podcast is my favorite murder, and that's pretty much what she listens to exclusively. That's a great I love that genre. Maybe not like the murder aspect, but like the the true crime um, Yeah, like this genre. I like the thriller kind of thing, yeah. but like just the just the gruesome murder thing doesn't really do it for me. I feel like that's a very it's a very visual um medium that that you're tapping into there when it comes to like especially that we're in spooky season, I feel like it's is no yeah. more apt time. But um yeah, it has to be, you know, on the screen to see the the chainsaws and the axes and the people getting locked in freezers and all that crazy shit that I can't stand. Yeah, so she's, like, dedicated to it. So, like, on My Favorite Murder, they'll bring up, like, each of them will tell, like, in their main episodes, each of them will tell a story about a murder wherever. And, like, she'll go and, like, they'll tell this story and they'll say, also, there's a documentary on this, so Katie will uh... listen to that and she'll go and watch the documentary about it. Like right. she's she's all for it, right? And that's that's kind of cool though how they they have layers to a podcast like that. I listened to uh -huh. a, I listened to a great crime podcast, but there was no extra fluff at the end, which was kind of yeah. sad. But it kind of, they, you got 
your information and that was it. They didn't give you anything else. My favorite part, though, is they used to have the criminals on that they would discuss their crimes with. And then they would also bring in the person who apprehended them. So there was a guy who um, got busted for robbing like a Brinks truck, like those bank trucks. And the cop that brought him in was on the same episode of the podcast as he was like now 20, 25 years down the road from when it happened. So that's a very interesting dynamic that they uh, are able to have with those true crime murder pots. I was thinking this the other day. You ever see the show Mindhunter? I've watched actually a couple episodes of it. I think I stopped watching it. Like I, I didn't watch it when it came out. Nick recommended it to me. I started to watch it, and then I found out that they released the entire cast from their contracts, um, so that there wasn't going to be like a an actual justified ending to the show. So I think that's when I gave it up, and I was just like, I'm not going to get into it if we're not going to get you know their full story. Right. I mean, that show made me think about what it would be like to go podcast with inmates like like what we're doing with like the very early episodes of this this show were a lot of just people talking to us about their lives and their aspirations and their goals i would love to do like a introspective type of interview with uh like a current inmate or a or a past criminal i I mean that's a great idea like i think it's kind of like the i think people really need to like humanize yeah they're like that, it's like, not like you listen, get out of prison and you're like marked for life that you're a, yeah a, i mean in our society today it almost is that you marked yeah. for life but like there's no like it's not like somebody's tattooing a a, a a the word convict on your forehead when you leave unless you are into that kind of thing but um you know you are able to kind of kind of get back out into the world a little bit you know we could go into a lot of directions with, you know, we are, I am aware of yeah. the institutionalization and all that kind of stuff. But the point I'm, that's not the point I'm making. No, I got you. I think like it would be um, a good idea. I don't know how we could get this, to, like what the logistic uh, nightmares would be in actually being able to go I'm into sh- a prison and record a with a team of lawyers inmate. would have to be present, I'm sure. Yeah. So that, like, I'm not saying we need to humanize, you know, serial killers. And- no. But child child sex abusers, but like, I think like hearing the background of of those people, like what kind of led them to yeah. where they where they are in that moment, I think that's like a a huge story that it needs to be told. And I'm listen, I'm saying this without knowing whether or not there's people out there telling this story. Like, oh, I, I have no idea. Why, this could I'm, already exist, and I just I, don't know. I, I, I'm sure it does, but like it, you know, think about genres of podcasts that like oh i want to listen to a podcast of this type there's a million choices for you i don't know that that's one where there's a million choices for you like maybe we'll i think there could be more maybe we'll throw that in the ilto we'll have to add that as the fourth ilto but uh what we're gonna add right now to this show is a quick break we'll be right back it's banana land have you been craving even more delusion have you ever asked yourself what if delusional but sports have you ever purchased a soccer jersey designed after a banana i have If you've done all these things, well, your niche is hell and this ad is reaching a very minimal audience. Even if you haven't, why not check out Footy Adieu, considering you already made it this far? Our soccer podcast is full of delusions, and sometimes even sounds like we know what we're talking about. It's an ilta-weight podcast that talks about European soccer from an American point of view. We're fans who try to be pundits. We're fandits. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Footy Adieu, and listen in wherever you get your podcasts. And... Pardon our French. And 
we're back. Thank you for sticking with us through our extended 30-second hiatus here on Banana Land. Um, rejoined by my guest, Zach Raymond. Um, hello, hello. You, you're, you're doing good, right? You're like you're living the dream at home on the radio, here and there and everywhere, or what? Listen, I'm, I'm doing pretty okay for the, for the uh, current setup that we've got going right now. Um, I would like to be making a little bit more money than I am right now. Um, I'm being we completely all wish, you know? honest, but you know. I'm I'm making I'm making money and not really putting myself at risk. So I'm mentally I feel safe. Clearly I don't feel safe to go out and do things that I would normally be doing. But um like I just saw um we had a snap memory from four years ago. You were you were uh Oh, I got the same throw, one today. You were thrown up in your hand in uh in Atlantic City four years ago today, man. Wow. What a glow up, you know? I believe that is that is the night that it was. You know, I think it was, what, me, you, Jared, Nick Schritt. I don't know who else was there that night. Pro- John was probably there. Um, probably. Uh, I think he was there. I remember he was one of the guys who was like, That's just one oh, of the things, man. Oh, no, Sal's vomiting in this like, Yeah, It's like one of those things, man. Like, we, we went out in AC, what, two, three times a year? Like Yeah, the, the, I, the, the nine of us college. all together. <laughs> Yeah, like after college, like Matt, I Matt was probably there that night too. But, um, like, just that that's not that's not going to be possible for I don't know how fucking long. I was talking to Amanda about that the other day. Her parents really loved going to Atlantic City. They used to go like real late at night, so they used to everybody was in bed. You know, the weekend was coming up. The next Friday night, they would get in the car at eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock. And they would take a ride down there for two or three hours and just kind of hit hit the slots and hang out. Mm-hmm. And then they'd come home. And, you know, I didn't realize how bad a shape Atlantic City is going to be in until very recently where, yeah. you know, we were like, me and Amanda were like, oh, what are we going to do? And I was like, I was really craving, like, going to Wahlburgers. And, and that's, like, yeah, the only one. real good, real good. Like, we, like, it's a shame, too, because they were back on the ups. Like, the, the entire city was... You know, not back to where they want to be, but heading in the right direction. And I cannot imagine what this is has done to them. So, uh, um, like, I like I want to make that very clear. Like, I like the the whole business aspect of it is a goddamn shame. But like, we should like the country should be doing more to help businesses. But yeah. Like, and I think it, some of that falls onto the individual business owners too, where it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, these like. Um, I feel I feel worse for the small businesses, but the mm-hmm. the casinos and stuff like I those, don't feel as, yeah yeah I don't feel like that bad I for feel, the casinos. I feel for the employees who are like there's a like there's a big immigrant population in um, Atlantic City. It's been that way for a long time. A lot of people when we when we worked at Stock when I worked at Stockton, you know, this was part of our part of what we looked at and studied as yeah. part of you know going there as a school was that you know there's a, we can offer education to first generation college students and that was something really incredible but a lot of their parents and a lot of their families worked in these casino industry you know jobs and i can only imagine atlantic city has its own reputation if you're from new jersey new york uh pennsylvania delaware you know about atlantic city the the good and the bad Mm -hmm. Uh, i can only imagine what it's like when the lights are going out on the casino the on the boardwalk 
and people are losing their jobs. It's just not something that can afford to happen to people financially, but it also can't afford to happen in the communities down there too, which is kind of a spooky thing to think about. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Like I'm not, if I'm losing sleep over anything, I'm losing sleep over 200,000 dead. I'm not losing sleep over right. over casino, but you know, like, and still it's 200,000 dead over me losing sleep over small businesses. Because if you lose your small business, there's, it's not the end of the road for you. When, no. um, wait, like it's, it's, this is one of those things like, I think it was a huge talking point, like really early on, like when the shutdowns were starting. It's like, oh my god, the economy. I'm like, what? What are the we? What economy. are we? Economy. What are we talking about? What like the 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 line goes up because we're open, even though people are dying, and we're going to consider that a success? No, like, um, it's just one of those things. Like, regardless of if it's COVID or if it's something else, the economy has always had its ups and downs, um, but. 200,000 deaths is 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 the problem. The the economy aspect of things is really what befuddles me about this entire pandemic situation and for this particular reason is that while small businesses seem to be um struggling to say the least, uh stock market records are being broken each and every day on yeah. Wall Street and it's amazing that there can be such a you know, broadening divide between the small business culture of America and the corporate business culture where, you know, that's typically something that, you know, things were in line there where people who own small businesses wanted to grow their businesses to a point where they could do it like the big guys were doing it. And, yeah, I and now think one's being squashed out and one is thriving. It's kind of crazy. I think it's funny that like, you know, there, there's small business owners that let's give the state of New Jersey, like let's talk, specifically about that because i don't know situations in other states i don't right. like it but you know we've seen stuff about people really complaining about how the governor phil murphy is squashing small businesses and this is somehow part of his agenda yet like <laughs> people like jeff bezos like amazon his his net worth through the pandemic has skyrocketed while small businesses are closing yep. and we're somehow mad at the governor for saving, trying to save as many lives as humanly possible. And we're not mad at the people who are wealth hoarding. Like it's, uh, it, it's, we're, it's such we're a mad double, about, there's the, a wild we're double mad standard. About, we're really mad about the right things. I like, I believe that a hundred percent, but we are not mad at the right people when we're, when we're getting into that wow. discussion. Like, I mean, this would be a great topic to have Nick come in on too, because I know he's a big, uh, yeah. Like I, I don't want to be I don't want to pretend to be the expert on this because I am certainly not. Oh, but like, I don't think any of us are experts, but, but there's certain but like it, writing on the wall. I mean, you know, yeah, you don't have like, to be an economist to figure this shit out. No, like the fact that like let me let me bring up the the stat. Um, Pull it up. Let's see what the, you got. The the Jeff Bezos net worth. Um, oh, I know it's I know he's like I don't think it's like he's doubled his value. No, but like he's gone up. It, a ridiculous amount. Um, like, okay, so this story, it's businessinsider.com, so it's not just specifically Jeff Bezos, but billionaires got $637 billion richer during the coronavirus pandemic. Like, and we're like, oh, well, the governor is trying to take us out. Like, no, like, the governor of New Jersey is not trying to take you down. Like, um, 
Bezos saw his wealth wealth rise by forty eight billion, and yeah. this is from August third, so it's Shit's, only gone up today. No today and tomorrow are Amazon Prime Day. Yep. his wealth is just not going to suffer. No, he'll be um, he'll be fine. I think. Um, I do think that COVID though try to put a little silver lining around things. Yeah. Um, COVID has really given people the opportunity to innovate. And while things will not ever be what they were before, in my opinion, like tomorrow's my um, my first day working from home in a full-time job. And I had to ask two or three times if I'm, I was like, is that okay? Like, I like, are you sure that you're going to let me stay home tomorrow? Like, do you know me well enough? But, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, this is the way of the world now where it's, you know, people are more, employees have more responsibility and you're just kind of managing your teams through communication, through your phone, through the computer. And I think that's something that going forward we can take advantage of, especially with services like um, like Amazon and with technology companies like Apple and things like that. I think yeah. there I think there's gonna be but at the same time, the uh, the money when you follow the money, it's not a pretty picture for no. the rest of us, which is I think uh, it's tough. I, I think you're right, like, about, like, it's allowed us to be a little bit innovative. I think it's shown how much, um, and, and, you know, on what scale we are actually able to work from home. Like, it's been a big thing, like, I guess mostly for disabled people. Um, sure. You know, how, you know, they would like to work from home because just getting out the door and going to your nine to five is a huge obstacle with, you know, whatever various disabilities there are. Um, and so I think it's shown that I think it's completely shut the door on the idea that working from home isn't possible. Um, I think it's just, I think it's not yeah, not only made like people have to think about how they can do things, but also it's made companies have to think about how they can make things a little bit more convenient and for their for their employees and how they can try to keep people a little bit safer. Yeah. But I was a little bit more optimistic early on about like the view that um, people would take on healthcare um, involving the pandemic. Like think about all the people that got laid off. Like how, yeah. what, what countries besides the U S have your healthcare tied to your full-time employment? And the answer zero. is zero. <laughs> like no one else does it that way. So people have healthcare tied to their employment. They've been fired because people's health are at, is at is risk. risk yeah. So they lose their healthcare. Like, so I think there's, I think there's probably some people that have gotten on board with you know universal healthcare more so than there were um, before the pandemic. But I also don't think it's nearly enough. No, I as think to the, what it was the big shift. I think really came even before. I think it was before the pandemic when. Um, they tried to strike down Obamacare, I think it was, and mm -hmm. John McCain walked in at, for the vote, and he looked right in um, what's-his-name's eye and threw the thumbs down right in his face, yep. and he was the only uh, party member to vote against the rest of the party, and he was the <laughs> deciding vote. And it's like that kind of stuff is what you see now as the norm, these wild ebbs yeah. and flows and ups and downs, and especially in the healthcare. So I wouldn't, I Did, can't imagine being a member of the healthcare system right now. I know somebody no, that I became know. a nurse, uh, like as the pandemic began and 
she described it to me as just you're just running around with your head on fire for 12 yeah. hours and then you go home and put it out and you can then you walk right back into it the next day yeah i didn't want like so when mccain did that was he still in the situation where like he got wheeled in no he was no. he was still he, he was still in. able he was up and around because i remember when we were living in dc he his health was in a pretty bad spot he was and declining yeah. when when we were there for was it the health care vote it was the uh, Trump tax bill, the first big the, one. The that tax he tried bill, to okay. So we're we're we we were there watching that, which wild it, times, an unbelievable experience to be in the house when yeah. it, it, when that's going down. You see, but like, you see some so, crazy things in there. Yeah, McCain would get wheeled in. Yeah. He he wasn't staying in the room during the, you know the the discussions, but he got wheeled in and would just fucking throw that thumb up, thumb down, and yep. and be on his way. But did did you see just his his mother just passed away a hundred eight years old? Yeah, God bless her. They they yeah. live a long time. That family. I mean, uh, I know. I mean, obviously they you know health. You get old and you have these health issues, and you know, it's crazy to me that he the, uh, that's why a hundred and eight. Can you imagine Insane. living to be a hundred and eight years old? I mean, God I, bless her, but I it couldn't be me. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Also, in the middle of this conversation, while I was talking about John McCain, I was about to go look something up. No idea what I was going to look up. So oh, I my, couldn't tell you. My, That's my sure. input to the conversation is, is lost come, come to a bitter end. Yeah. Love that. Unfortunately. Well, I mean, we've we've really done a lot so far in this podcast. We've talked about COVID and CF and John McCain. So, I mean, we're really, really hitting all our bases. And corporate <laughs> uh, corporate business inequality. We're we're there. Wow. Like, and you know what? I While you were talking about Prime Day, naturally, I'm on Amazon Prime now. Yeah, like, listen, fuck Jeff Bezos, but I'm an Amazon Prime member, and I'm of going course. to take advantage of these deals because they exist, and that's the problem. Go with your dollars, dude. Come on. You know, like, you. It, it's kind of like one of those things where, like, you know, you know the problems that FIFA, um, ha like, people have a huge problem with yeah. the governing board of FIFA, and so John Oliver did an episode about how the World Cup in Brazil, how they were moving the poorest of the poor out of their... Um, homes to build new stadiums that were then going to be left empty after the world cup was over yeah he did does this like whole expose and at the end of it and he says do you know what the biggest problem with all of this is i'm still so fucking excited for the world cup. yeah like so that's it's the same concept like listen absolutely fuck bezos and his wealth hoarding and that whole bracket of people that are just hey if are, i can get are, if i can they're get they're hoarding a... wealth and they're it, they're trying to tell people the billionaires are telling people that make six figures that the poorest of the poor are the problem and they're fucking eating it up. <laughs> I, I will still try to acquire a USB ear scope where I can plug it into my computer and see yeah. what's going on in my brain. Like, come on, twenty two ninety four. Yeah. Why not? I'm not actually going to buy that. I don't need to see what's <laughs> going on. But um, yeah, I, it's it's wild. The um, the blinders that folks put on. Uh, when they're being told what they want to hear. And I think that's something that we touched on last week in the very uh, very profound episode I did with, well, it was, it was semi-profound, depending on who you are, um, episode I did with Luke Miller about the Social Dilemma documentary, which I know you still haven't watched, even though I you have should not. have. I, I will watch it, and when I do, the first thing I do after watching it will be listening to that episode, yeah. I, I promise you. So that... that that number that you see on your thing of listeners, higher, it's one gonna, higher. It's gonna, it's gonna go one higher. I promise you, I'll oh, get there. Love that because it's a, it's definitely, and I only talk about it two episodes in a row like this because 
we're kind of we're kind of glancing over some of the themes with the uh, corporate inequality and the 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 wage hoarding or the wealth hoarding, mm-hmm. um, and these are things that in that documentary it's like they pull back the curtain on some of these big tech companies. So yeah. it is wild though that amidst COVID. Um, these people have made so much money, but I do think that it, it lays a foundation for the future of the economy and the future for young people, even younger than us that are coming up and, and are interested in STEM fields and in, interested in innovation. Um, they have a whole new set of problems that their generation will have to tackle. And obviously it's not good to have to tackle problems, but tackling problems is the way that innovation and progress uh, can be made and not the only way but ways that it can be made it, yeah it's possible and like so, so like it the, the biggest unfortunate thing is that you know they're the the group it's always the youngest group that's going to deal with always. the things that the oldest group are currently deciding on right so um we're pretending that, don't exist oh climate yeah. change oh <laughs> like so i don't know like i remember when the whole brexit thing was actually voted on like if you looked at the bracket of age group of who voted for it, it was all the older people right. voting for it and all the younger people voting against it. So the younger people are the ones that are actually going to deal with it, but the older people are the ones that are making the decision. And it's just, it's that's just a problem we have. Nightmare. Right. I mean, that's always the way it'll be, I think. Uh, at least until a new generation, you know, comes up. Like, my grandma's 90, and she is... Uh, She's very steadfast in her views. And it's like, you know, if you are not willing to, I don't want to say assimilate, but I guess that's kind of how it is. Yeah. If you can't see the other side even, or the the rest of the world, at 90, what can you see? You know, like literally, get your glasses. I think a lot of people in the U.S., like, and this is not just attacking, like, one side. Like, I think we all need to look at, like, on a global scale, what, what is everyone leaning towards? Um, and like on a political landscape, I just think it's very eye opening that politically people consider in the United States, um, obviously the Republicans are right wing conservatives, but on a global scale, Democrats in the U S are around the world considered to also be right wing. Right. Um, so I, I think, think it's that interesting that, that is again pumping up the that social dilemma um documentary there's a there's this not a spoiler it's a documentary um mm-hmm. they show an infographic in there about over the last like 10 years about how you know like partisan lines have changed because of social yeah. media and the 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 part in the middle grows thinner and thinner each and every yeah. day and the parts on one side and the parts on the other side only gain more and more but i think uh i think people are kind of waking up and smelling the coffee a little bit um through this pandemic and they're like all right what we're doing isn't working on either in any way so we need to fit and i think that's the common consensus even among the most conservative people i know yeah. and the most uh liberal progressive people i know um Everyone's we're, just kind of like, well, hold on, we got to cool our jets out. We got we to figure making, this out, or else more people are going to be dead because yeah. of COVID. You know, we're making things harder on this. each other. We're right. making things harder on each other, regardless of you know, like we can look deep into what what exactly we're doing that's doing that. But like, I think we can collectively say, doesn't have making, to be this way. We're making life a little bit harder <laughs> for everybody, and it's a nightmare. It certainly doesn't have to be this way, but um, yeah. We're 50 minutes in. I love announcing the time of recording to the audience. We're going to take a break. It's Banana Land. 
Hey, uh, this is Cooter Banta, and uh, we're talking about uh, the movie. You wake up tomorrow, you log on Twitter, it's retweeted. Who retweeted it? I don't know. Maybe it was Laura Lenny. What's it say? Seen it's back. Did Laura Lenny tweet about seen it coming back? No. Cue the banter, a podcast about movies and television from Ilto 8 Productions. And we're back from our break. It is Banana Land. Um, another extended break, but only 30 seconds for you. Literally yeah. time traveling yeah. through the podcast. So I loved listening to the one episode. Was it where you did an episode with Mike and you guys actually came, or you like came back from a break and were like, yeah, we just ate dinner. Like it's oh. actually been an hour and a half. Or, yeah, it was like Matt. you and Mike or you and Matt. It was yeah, me yeah. and Matt. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he was feeling some type of way and he was like, dude, I gotta go get a milkshake and a <laughs> snack and i was like fucking all right like it too i had to call him like two hours went by and the clean feed was still up and i was like are we gonna are we gonna finish this or do i have to do the rest by myself he was like no, no i'm going back i'm going back all right let's not put him on blast though for that milkshake because my guy sent his his weight loss pics to the group oh, a couple weeks good. ago let me fucking tell you, I gotta fucking sit here and pick and choose which fucking one of my friends I want to give the hog between you, Matt, and Mike. I got a more. I got all the cushion these days, so the rest <laughs> of the boys went skinny on me, you know. Mike with his fucking back muscles just making Thirst the hog trap. bothered. I'm telling you, fucking hot Matt again. Like, hot Matt is back. Oh, I love it. Hot Matt. Hot Matt's a great look. It's a great rest vibe in, for him. Rest until, in peace, Fat Matt. I, oh, uh, but Fat Matt makes like a brief appearance once every like two. He years comes around now. during the holidays. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember the one time he became like skinny Matt, and then he just started working and he was traveling a lot, and he came home for the holidays. The one, the first Christmas, and all he wore was like hockey jerseys yeah. and sweatpants. It's when we won. We watched the national yeah, championship yeah, yeah. at the lighthouse, and um. My man was not looking so fine, but he's looking V-delish these days. Listen, I'm I'm all about fucking kissing the boys right on the mouth. I, it needs if to you happen got a problem more with often. that, that's, that's your own fucking shit. It's 2020. Let's, yeah. let's fucking get with it. You figure it out, fuckers. I don't know. So we've taken we've taken quite the serpentine path in this podcast tonight. I mean, we really had no direction. I mean, I've been I've been um, pretty checked out from the guest process uh on this show for a couple of weeks um i had my own little brush with covid so that was uh that was a tough thing and then we did an episode with mike and tim that was really the last one that was uh a coordinated guest effort and then i had amanda on and then i had luke on and then i believe it's, i think those yeah. were the only two it's kind of like you're just you're just throwing them together with the ideas as they come and i like it man i mean yeah that's kind of where i'm going i actually had an interesting interaction with somebody on facebook i'm part of a facebook group for a podcast um podcast people i guess creators and uh the guy who runs the, there's like there's like a couple thousand people in this group and the guy who runs it um reached out to me about being on his podcast and talking about banana land. And I can only, he was, what did he call it? Um, fearless, fearless facts or something he wanted to give me. So okay. I can only imagine like the new and creative ways that this person is trying to shit down my neck. Listen, I, I think you're looking a little too far into it. What, what groups are you in on Facebook about, you know, uh, with podcast? I know I'm in uh I don't share, I hate share Facebook. Or, 
Um, there's 7.6 thousand members in Share or Find a Podcast here that I throw the uh, the footy ado shit in. I try to throw them in a couple different groups, but... Let's see. Podcast Builders Club. Podcast. Ba, ba, ba. Oh. Um... Wow, I gave them a lot more credit than I should have because there's not as many people as I thought in this group. And How I, many people, what, what's the actual number? Less than a thousand. Listen, you gotta start somewhere. I mean, that makes me um, makes me feel a little better about myself. <laughs> so, I mean, the show's been going good though. I've enjoyed everything about this, and you know, it's I still don't get to do anything quite like this. Um, in any other aspect of my life. So hopefully yeah. as things kind of settle down for the winter and people are kind of hanging out at home more, um, not that people haven't been like cool with coming on. It's just a matter of me like getting my shit together and figuring out like this, yes. this day for this, this day for that, etc. Yeah. Like me and Jared this week. So with footy do we're not, there's an international break and we are just on the, like, let's not fuck around. We, it's an international break. Let's take a break. So we're, we didn't post an episode this week and, you know, I texted Jared like six days ago, Hey, I'm going to find this guest, a guest for this topic, blah, blah, blah. Let's do it. And then I never did it because it's just yeah. like one of those, th- it's easy to think of the idea and just the following through is, uh, it's tough when slow. it's tough when you're working and doing all this stuff. And it's kind of loops back to what we were talking about earlier about a lot of people creating now too, is I think a lot of people are starting to push into this, into this world of podcasting and, you know, in the break, we talked a little bit about like social media and like TikTok and shit. And it's like, you know, these are giant social media platforms that people are like making livings off of now <laughs> for yeah. like dance. Like the best is this, the, the dog face 208 guy with the cranberry juice. Um, he Would, literally yeah. revived, Just, you know, Fleetwood Mac. Like that song like, has gone song, back to Billboard, the Billboard uh, charts. Yeah. So let's the the streaming numbers, like right when that happened, like the streaming numbers for Just Dreams um, doubled. Crazy. And then, so not only did you have the you had Mick Fleetwood post a TikTok of him riding a fucking <laughs> skateboard. And drinking the cranberry juice. Everybody is, was doing it. Which is incredible fucking video if you haven't huge. seen it. And then the CEO of um what what is the fucking Ocean Spray? Ocean Spray. Gives this guy a truck. It's a Jersey company, by the way. Proud New Jersey company, Ocean Spray. So like that's that like the internet is just fucking wild. He but remains also, undefeated. We need to put the people on blast. Oh boy. Not the people that made this video, not those, no. not those people, but the people who didn't listen to Fleetwood Mac before <laughs> this. You need not only to look in the mirror and think to yourself, "What the fuck was I doing with my life until this point?" But like, come on, man! Great, great music. Oh, like I, I remember having that CD that in the car as a kid. There's people that haven't listened to Rumors, and that bothers me. That's not right. I used to have a uh, we used to have a Sticks CD. Okay. And a Fleetwood Mac CD in the center console of my mom's uh, white Mountaineer at all times. Those were, those were the only two CDs that ever mattered. Like, I remember there's, like, very specific things I remember, you know, in trips with the family in the car. But, like, Fleetwood Mac was always in the rotation. There was never a time that it wasn't. Like, one of my favorite albums that exists is... The Dance, which is a live album from Fleetwood Mac from a show they did at the Warner Brothers studio. 
Great music. It cannot like, be beaten. Stevie Nicks cannot be defeated. Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham, it's a goddamn shame that these days they don't get along. And like, yeah. Lindsey Buckingham is no longer in Fleetwood Mac. They kind of gave him the boot, which that's a whole other thing that we don't need to get into right now. I don't know enough about but, it to... But the <laughs> the combination of the... Like, it just... Un... Un-fucking... Like, just unrivaled. I remember... um being introduced to that song or to Stevie Nicks in general, uh, watching school of rock as a kid. Like yeah. that's where I was when, when the principal gets up on the table and starts, uh, starts singing in the bar. And I was like, well, this is fucking Joan Cusack. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Sitting there like, with fucking Jack black, drinking a fucking a pint with, with a uh, down at the pub. Like it's, if you don't listen to the chain once a week, you have to reevaluate your life. That song right? has been on every one of my playlists uh, since I downloaded Spotify. So, it's... like, I I have a country playlist, like an old country western playlist that I like to kick on every so often, yeah. and it's on that too. So, like, I'll I'll be flipping through, and it'll be like Johnny Cash, Fleetwood Mac, and I'll be like, oh wow, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, like a shooting Nelson. a shooting star going through yeah. my playlist every every time I turn one on. Fucking yeah, it's just it's it's a necessity. I love that. I love that the. Uh, the internet has given given the COVID a little bit of silver lining when it comes to like content produced, which is you know it's given people a lot of opportunity too to uh, diversify their skill sets too. Like there's a lot of opportunity learn how to you know edit video, do graphic design. People have more time at home in front of the computer. Maybe they're laid off or collecting unemployment. You know it's been it's been interesting to see. I knew uh, like Matt did that. He he started doing a little bit of graphic design on the side when he was. Yeah. Uh, when he was furloughed. Uh, the world of freelance is a tough one to get your start in, but once you get your start in, you're, you're golden. I would love to uh, engage in like a freelance like voice talent job. Like vo- I don't voiceover work? Yeah, I mean, anything. Like, you know, people are like trying to write books and have people read their audiobooks. Like, there's, yeah. it's, it's more diverse than people realize. I yeah, mean, What's his face? So, you know, CVZ at the radio station, he's he's like a he, he is like the voice of like brands in different states. Yeah, that, that's that's why he's been doing it for years. I bet he's not using Fiverr or Upwork though to get those contracts. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Ooh, he he's dealing not. he's dealing with some larger sized things. He's he's been on the radio all across the country, so he's made his contacts in in various different markets and it's it's worked it's worked out for him. It's worked out okay for him, yeah, for sure. But that's something that's interesting, too, is, like, going, you know, looking past coronavirus whenever that does, whenever we do get past it, um, is how people are going to, like, start to earn again. Like, you know, the traditional 9-to-5 office job might not be the way, like we said before. So maybe, it might like, be freelance like is your, the way. Yeah, it could be freelance. It could, like I said, like, work from home is a huge thing. Like, it might be one of those things where... You really don't need to show your face five days a week. It could no. go down to a three day a week, a two day week thing. The rest of it, you're kind of doing your work at home. Like, what's the like? Think about any job that you've had. Like, I guess what like even take into consider in, into consideration. You weren't full time when we were both working at the radio station, but like you know the people that were there and whatnot. A lot of the people there, they'd never need to go back to a physical, no, in person job more than one day a week. And honestly, it's like. They could get their in-person work done in about three, four hours and be home for the, the rest week, of the week. They could get done their in-person work. 
yeah. in three or four hours. I yeah. mean, when you talk about radio specifically, um, like the setup I have in my bedroom to do the podcast is probably, you know, for pre recorded audio, uh, could be used on air. You know, yeah. if if yeah, I guess it's know, not yeah. rendered like, properly. Radio is definitely not the uh, the greatest example, considering the the There's, way that that business is going. But like, I feel like that's the way a lot of businesses are going now too. Though everything is becoming very ad driven, and it's always been that way. But now, so more than it's showing, you're seeing it now more than ever because of the dire yeah. need. And uh, I feel like a lot of the way the arts fields, well, the arts fields and media. If you if you don't have people advertising, you don't work. That's mm -hmm. just, you know, long and short. That's just how it works. So I feel like the whole thing is like this giant hamster wheel where it's like you as the talent work because people advertise and then they advertise. You are advertised to and you buy their products so that they can advertise. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. It's kind of a wild prospect to me to think about it that way. But I mean, it makes the world go round, I suppose. It's the way you gotta think about it sometimes. So, I don't know, man. What uh, what else can we knock out here on this uh, very topical pod that we're banging out? Yeah, I've never so done a topical pod like this where it's like, it's, yeah, it's interesting. We yeah, like I said, I said it in the break. We started with living through COVID with a pre-existing condition. Fuck billionaires, and then now me and you are completely deciding how the workforce will will get back yeah. to their ways. I, I worked um, for DOL. I know. A thing yeah like i don't know like it's it's one of those things i guess like you've heard recently about like the idea that people are gonna have to change career fields multiple like a lot more than it, it has been in the past and i think that this is just kind of high like covid has kind of just highlighted yeah. that fact like you're gonna have to be a little versatile now we like, can kind of combine to... because yeah, yeah, yeah. companies are going to Companies are going to see these signs and they're going to realize where they can cut their workforce. Mm -hmm. So like those individuals who are going to be part of the cut workforce are going to have to jump into new careers and new skill sets. And I think that's going to be the scariest thing of all coming out of this because uh, for a lot of folks, there's a big skills gap. Not that they don't have skills or that they're not educated, but there's a gap going from being a, you know, like a, a, a laborer to being a nurse or a uh, or an administrator, like an office yeah. administrator or whatever it is, and while they may have the the you know the intelligence and the education to do those jobs and trans transfer easily, there is a big skills gap too for older people, especially like my mom can't stop being a food demonstrator at Shoprite. She doesn't know how to do a lot of other things. Like she can't yeah. use email. She can't do that. You know, there's no computer skills for her. So it's like. You know, you have you have that issue that persists as we move ahead. Yeah. So the so, I mean, this is like one of those things where I'm certainly not qualified to to discuss the on this show, topic that I'm going to bring up. I'm qualified to talk about just about fucking anything on this on this show. But, <laughs> um, like, so the way that schooling is going. Oh Lordy B. Here we I go. Just, it, I'm going to touch briefly. Just relax. <laughs> the way that schooling is going and like in high school, like it's stand, it, everything is like standardized tests and we're got, moving away from creativity and art and music and like we it's should 1984 all over again. So we're, we're doing that while the workforce is becoming more automated. 
So as things become more automated, we need people to be working and like there needs to be a huge investment in art, creativity, music, things like that. So once we grasp that, like once we grasp the idea that automation is not bad, it's inevitable. And we start investing in those types of things again. That's when we will really know what the workforce can look like. I feel like this is something that I've listened to a lot on other podcasts where I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. And this is something that he's touched on when he discusses the um, the future of technology. When he talks to people like Lex Friedman and like Elon Musk and people like that. And, you know, you are going to have this symbiotic relationship with technology at some point in the future. Either we're going to have a, a proper relationship with technology as human beings or technology will take over everything like the Terminator because it's infinitely more intelligent than we as people are. People yeah. created it, but now the technology is like running itself almost like AI systems. Like these are, this is not science fiction anymore. So it's, it's something that, you know, has to be watched by the public. And I feel like most of the public doesn't even know it exists, but at some point you're going to get to a place where a lot of jobs are going to be lost because of technology and, uh, automation but how do people make money like the value of art is the arts fields has decreased the va that's the thing we need to make sure we need to change that like it like it's it's about in investment and you know like it's it's a tough thing to put a price tag on because like art kind of creates its own price tag it's it's and it's i guess that's a whole like thing with I guess supply and demand, like we can get into that. I really would like to not get no, into that, but I don't like think we have to. You know that's how some prices are dictated, and like, but I think I think we need to embrace the direction we're heading and kind of make the most of it because we can sit here and complain about like, listen, things are becoming automated, um, and we can kind of, you know, sulk and be disappointed that I lost my job because a robot can do it a right. hundred times faster and at a better accuracy, blah, 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 whatever it is. Whatever the, but like, yeah. so let's find the jobs that we can really, you know, benefit from like as a whole, like it, it's just, I think just, it's hard. It's for... a, it's, it's a complete transition. Like it's a complete new way of thinking for, a lot of people so it's not just like a oh automation let's just okay boom we're there and we found the solution and we're like that's it like it there's we're living through the growing pains unfortunately at the prime of our lives yeah so i um, I, I just i think it's so hard for people to appreciate traditional art forms um in the world we live in today in the society we have because of the ease of editing like it's yeah. so hard how can you appreciate a piece of like traditional artwork when you have photoshop where you know like i feel like we've super as people as a society we've kind of superseded the appreciation for art um at least the common person has there are people who do appreciate art so not to disparage them and that entire you know corner of the world but um you know people who do paintings and shit like they do it because they love it we you need know, a modern renaissance, man. I, I think that that's definitely something that can exist, but I think it's going to be really hard when you've got people who in the future are going to lose their jobs and not be able to put food on the table. I don't think I don't think painting or indulging in arts fields is going to be their 
number one priority. I mean, it's gonna be tough to. Hey, you just lost your job. Well, watch a Bob Ross video. Right. Like, it, like it, it's not black and white no. like that. Like I think there will be like he's growing gray. growing pains is definitely a uh, a good way to characterize it. I was actually looking it up today. I don't know what came over me, but um, the average modern quote unquote modern society they consider like like the Roman Empire a society. So, um, lasts 314 years. That's the average length. Yeah. And, uh, the United States has been around for 244 years. Yeah. And it's like, oh boy. That's, it's, that's a rough thing to think about. And I know people are going to criticize that statement because yes, there are other countries, you know, in, in, in Europe and in you know Eurasia, where but they but they have transition. risen yeah they've risen and to... fallen and risen and fallen and risen and fallen. The United States is one of the is the only you know modern empire to rise and never experience you know a total collapse. I think you know how like I think this is something I've mentioned to you. I don't know if it's been with a mic in front of us or or not, but like. Um, the, the concept where, you know, you're kind of successful and you're pushed on. So like athletes that are like, so professional athletes that make it to like the big time when they're younger, they're the best on their team. So they're kind of given a pass, whatever they don't lose. So they're, you know, we need this guy to win, whatever. Right. So there's no consequences. There's no consequences. The U S has done a lot of winning. And we haven't been humbled no. enough in the past to, you know, grow and learn from our mistakes. I think we might be getting a little bit humbled right now, but it's just a matter of the people accepting that and trying to figure out how we grow from it. I think it's just in a different way than it's ever been before. Yeah. You know, you have a you have a pandemic, and obviously it's something that's serious, but a lot of people just don't want to acknowledge that uh whereas in the past you know it's been literal human conflict where it's like okay we're gonna you know someone's invading us we're invading someone and it's you know that tremendous loss of human life that typically humbles people like after any tragedy or major disaster where there's you know widespread fatality um covid is its own very special situation i feel like too because um it's not like it, it's not as uh, morbid visually as, you know, a world war where people are, you know, people are being gassed and napalms being dropped on them and they're burning up in this. That's not something that you're seeing now. People are going into the hospital and then they're disappearing. You're not allowed to go see them. You're not allowed to uh-huh. be near them. So, you know, obviously loss of life is loss of life and people who are people who have members of their families who are sick and who have passed on, you know, you don't want to minimize that, but, um, it's definitely a different, it's a different situation than it's typical humblings that, uh, this country has gone through in the past. I think people talk about like, they'll report like, Oh, we've had like the, the amount of COVID deaths. I couldn't tell you what the number is now. Like the, the number of COVID deaths is equivalent to this number of nine 11s. Like, like people have made that statement and like, it's a, it's a, very noteworthy thing to like make a point on but 
you know, it's 300 there and 200 here and 600 there. Like, and it's widespread. So a lot of people, they're looking at their immediate threat. So like I'm looking at New Jersey and we had seven deaths today. So like seven deaths in the entire state is not enough for people to be like, well, this is a real problem. Right. Because it's just not that giant number of 3,000 people lost in a matter of hours because of an attack. Right. This is certainly an attack of a different sort, but it's the fact that it's just so widespread and across a different It's just not level. as it's like, not yeah. as concentrated and it's not as noticed, I don't think. I feel like it's yeah. something that is quietly going going unnoticed in in a lot of communities, you know. It's uh I don't know. It's really tough. It's it's tough to I'd love to get like somebody who really knows the data behind the numbers to kind of compare, you know, compare it to a, a global conflict as far as number of deaths. And I know people were like tweeting about it. People tweet about fucking everything, and I don't want to hear it anymore. Um, well, we've lost this many people. It's the same number as on D Day, or it's the same number as this, same number as that. And you know, I'm that's not a, a discussion I'm interested in having because it's not the same kind of. Regardless of numbers, I'm not interested in having the yeah. discussion in as far as loss of life um, when it comes to COVID and when it comes to you know world war. It's uh, I don't know. There's there's a separation there for me at least. No, yeah, I believe me, I get that. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the number real quick. Give just it to because, me because I want to be I want accuracy to exist. So fact I'm, check me, baby. Two nuns. All right. So we've had 72, the equivalent of 72 9-11s in the death toll. Jesus fucking age Christ. 72. That, I like the fact that people are not just completely at a loss at that total is, is insane. Now imagine, imagine 72 bombings around the country happened in the last yeah. six months. We, what would the we response are, be? We're doing whatever we can to make it stop. We would. We went to war for twenty years in Afghanistan and the Middle East. Don't say what tour we've gone to. Gone like to we're war. still doing we're it. We're still. Man. We're still there. We're still fighting for that fucking oil. What else? You know. But that's the most important thing. In you the know. World. Imagine the response if that had happened seventy-two times. That's a staggering statistic mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel and like that's, and that is living with COVID with our pre-existing. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's such a different like visceral feeling when you see something happen as opposed to hearing about this silent killer, this this uh, this disease, and people just I don't think people take it as serious because unless they I can think, see yeah. the blood and the guts and the disease in the streets, they don't want to know about it yeah. until like, it affects this, them. Like, we were six when nine eleven happened, so like we can. We can remember the day. We can grasp the concept. Yeah. But, like, it's de very different to be six and very different to be the current age of 25 on that day. So, like, yeah. They, they, and obviously, there's very many people who, you know, can grasp the concept of that versus, you know, what we're going through right now. But, like, it, it's also interesting to think about, you know, the people that lived through those world wars that, you know, just brought just devastation oh, to wild. On, on a widespread landscape and like, we're and we're just dealing with it it's not it's 
it, it, it's something that we're fighting, but it's not a world war currently, no. which we thought we were going to have World War Three in 2020, and that was going to be the times. worst that happened. And I wish we could go back and just fucking do that instead of this. <laughs> that would have probably but, been over faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know... This We'd is... all be taking a big snooze right around now. Oh, my God. Just taking a fucking World War Three sad nap. A big sad nap. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's it's fucking wild. I don't know. I don't Listen, know. Sal, Sal, me and you, we have conversations whether it's whether it's recorded or not. We always go down these rabbit holes, and honestly, I'm quite impressed that we that we go from one topic to somehow this pretty but seamlessly too. It really doesn't <laughs> seem like we took that abrupt of a jump. It really doesn't. We and we always seem to to finish our to finish our circles too because we're still, you know, talking about COVID. We so, are. We I mean, are. maybe not so much pre-existing conditions, but you know, living living in the COVID world is you know a good thing to talk about now, especially especially you, because I feel like you have a very different view on things as opposed to people who are out kind of gallivanting around because they don't have the risk of yeah. you know if I if I get it, I'll be dead. You know, like some people get it and they lose their sense of taste and then they go home. And uh-huh. but you know, like, you know, that's not the reality for everybody, which is fucking. No, yeah, wild. it's it's not, and it's like one of those things. Like I kind of, like if we would have just if we would have just done the right things. Like, listen, there's people, there's countries around the world that are doing the right things and they're kind of coming out the other end. And like, if you look how Germany handled it, I think that's probably the really really the blueprint, um, of of how things have been handled. If you look, you know, they're finally letting fans into stadiums now and like the Bundesliga and everything. And, you know, uh, some people will wear their masks. Some people don't, but it's like, it's not like right now in the U S like it's, it's vital that you wear your mask over there. It like they're way past it. So it like, it's not, but they're letting fans into stadiums. Like we are like the, the Titans and the bills played tonight. Yeah. And the Titans hadn't played in a week because or two weeks because of COVID tests. Yet there was fans in the stands in Tennessee. Crazy. Like it's a wild thought. Like so, we're not anywhere near that. Like now, now I want to, you know, I want to fact check myself. I want to see. You do. I want to see the Tennessee stats versus Germany today, and like the fact that there's more. So like there's a spike, October twelfth. So that's yesterday. 2,819 new cases in Tennessee. Alone. In, How many in Germany? The whole country of Germany, uh, uh, which is in, which and, is in, I can't wait. Um, let's see. So actually there, there's a spike in Germany right now. So I, there we go. I stand corrected. So they're actually going up in cases because they're being a little lax with their, so they went, they're around three, no, 4,000. So wow. that's less than yesterday. You got to think about it, though. That's a whole country. I wonder, that's like, a whole if country. By, by, like, GDP, like, how, what the increase yeah. rate is one to the other. Because how many people live but, in Tennessee yeah, compared yeah. to Germany, you know? Yeah, it, that's tough to figure out. But also remember, so I, you remember I, earlier I said there were seven new deaths in Jersey? Yeah. There was 13 in all of Germany. Even okay, with that, so there's that's a more bleak or not bleak, yeah. but a more black and white, yeah, um, comparison. Yeah, there were yeah. So that's that's the way we kind of we have to look at it. Like the 
there's a Tennessee city that lost their mayor to COVID. The the wow. city that hosts Bonnaroo, um, their mayor passed That's away. From in, COVID. Bonnaroo was in Tennessee. Yeah, but you know, but in the U.S., we're still in the in the mindset that we need to be tweeting from uh, Herman Cain's account about how COVID is somehow still a hoax, even though he died from it. So we're we're just in a different mindset around the whole thing. So. Talking about different mindsets, we're going to shift our mindset to closing the show. Interesting. Um, January 1st, 2021. What are you looking forward to as we get out of this Garbo year? We'll talk. I'm sure we'll chat between now and then more than a few times, I, I anticipate. But um, what what do you think? Do you think, like... The clock's going to strike midnight on the 31st and things are going to be better on the 1st? What, what is your expectation for the no, coming year? No, 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 no. Um, I think we've been saying that, um, oh my God, this year was bad. I can't, I can't wait to get to the next year. I feel like we've been saying that for since about 2012, 2013. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to be duped into that mindset again. Um, I think 2021 is a little bit more of the same of what we're getting, um, but we'll see if it gets a little bit better because, like, the whole thing is like, listen, there's like I said, there's states that are reopened completely that are spiked. Like, a couple of days ago was the the record for COVID cases worldwide. Like, we're not on the out, we're not on the on the back end of this. It's, half, it's only halftime. That's what uh, yeah. That's what I keep hearing uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo say that. Yeah. You know, it's not that we're post-pandemic. We are at we are at the halfway point, and I think that's even a a, a very progressive way to think about it. Where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, so like we're at the peak now. So yes, we could be at the halfway point if we're at the peak now, and then we start to flatten that number. We have flattened the curve in most places in Jersey, we around have. the world. Yeah, especially like listen. There's there's people that shit on on Murphy. There's people that I see on shit Facebook works, people. It works. People call Murphy a communist. I don't give a fuck. Nope. We have absolutely flattened the curve, but we need to delete the curve. Like we need to get so go, this go the fuck away altogether. We, we need something to get this to go away. Yeah. And um, the idea there, there's genuinely people out there that say after November this will go go away. Once the election is gone, this will go away. No and way. I just don't know why people. I think, think that's, that that's true. I think that's something that has come to be believed because uh, COVID has become such a, like a divisive political event as well. Yeah. So I think people just think, Oh, the election's going to happen and then it's going to disappear. Just like every other like divisive political issue that's happened in the past hundred years. But it, yeah. this is so different than that. I don't think people are really grasping the reality of, you know, this is not a, uh, a policy issue. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's not a red or blue issue. It's like, are you doing the things to save lives or not? Like, if and apparently, here, you're if here you do to the serve things, the public or not, if you try to save lives in Michigan, the governor's trying to get kidnapped. Oh, like crazy it, shit, right? It, like it's just tonight. it's fucking insane. Like let's just do the right things. Like let's just try to save lives. Let's like if we would have done things right, we would all the stuff that's going on right now would be normal. Like going out to bars and like all that shit would be normal and like fine like it, it wouldn't be a huge deal but like we're just we just kind of half-assed it and then reopened and we just need to we need to kind of grasp things like i remember seeing a thing it was someone 
something that's a pretty, I, I, I cannot remember who it was, but they posted a Twitter poll. And it's not like they're not like a huge right wing, huge left wing, left wing. And they said, like, if there was like a two month lockdown imposed, like oh. a, a legit lockdown, would you do Different it just story. to get on the on the back end of this? And, and like the majority was yes. Like, I just don't. Why didn't we just do it the first time? Hindsight's 2020. So, yeah, you know, haha, <laughs> 2020. <laughs> oh. Oh. Fucking end this podcast because I'm about to get real depressed. <laughs> well, Zach, just want to thank you so much for joining us. It was a good time, Sal. It's always a good time. Um, I'll be back on soon, hopefully with a, a much more optimistic outlook on life, and maybe I won't be saying fuck billionaires so much. I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh, Monday, mor- Monday morning quarterbacking we're going to be doing uh, post-election. So um, I have a couple of guests that want to – I've had a couple of people reach out to me that want to be on the show uh, based around – that event <laughs> so i'm sure so, that we'll have some invigorating yeah, content you listen you release on wednesdays the election's on a tuesday i know that it's not we're not going to know the results it's going to be a little we'll bit of a idea, different though. yeah it's going to be a little bit of a different thought but like please on on november 4th sal if you release anything that is in any way political. Like, I think it needs to just be titled the Anything But Politics episode. I don't care who you fucking bring on, but oh, I think that's be, what the world is going to need. You think, yeah, so maybe we save the armchair analytics for the week after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have the we'll have shows like that coming up. And uh, if you want to catch these shows, if you want to listen to anything that we've already produced, uh, Banana Land is available through Anchor, which means it's available on... Spotify, which you know because you're probably listening on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, another popular service for our pod. Um, Slacker, Slacker, right? They're still, they still, the Slacker still exists. I remember Does Slacker Radio. I remember it was a internet radio uh, thing. Maybe um, I only really pay attention to the Anchor app itself. People get the streaming. Uh, str- uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So those are the big three that uh, we generated a lot of our listenership from. So thank you for listening. Um, did you fact check me on the Slacker Radio thing? I'm actually looking now on Anchor to see where Footy. So I'm logged into the Footy Ado thing. I don't know available. So Footy Ado, I can tell you, is available on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. So Slacker does not. Yeah. Exist I was thinking there. of Breaker. That was the one Breaker. I wanted. You know, words are hard. But um, follow us on social media, Banana Land Pod. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah, we don't post a lot of content, but we do post our shows on there. If you, like, have any good banana memes, uh, DM them to me. I love reposting them. Um, yeah. So this was this was a good show. We really took uh, the serpentine route to the end. But again, thank you for coming on. And uh, we will absolutely see you for another beautiful week next week.